Hello, Acres of Diamonds audience. Welcome back. This is podcast number 19. I am Scott Gibbs here with co-founder DJ Ligori and special, special guest, Helena Chamberlain. Helena Chamberlain just finished her Acres of Diamonds program, I think last week or the week before. Yep. So she's going to share with us kind of what she went through. I think she's going to pick on me a little bit about what a terrible introduction I did to the program and how DJ was able to save us. Um, but since I know she's going to pick on me, I think I'm going to pick on Helena first. <laughs> so I met Helena, I think for the first time in the Thousand Islands. And Helena, you're 19, right? Yeah. And yeah. And when I looked over, she had half her face buried in a big fishbowl sized margarita. Um, when I asked her, oh my God. her age. So I don't know what she's going to say about me, but whatever it is, she may not have been completely lucid when she was trying to hear me and listen to me. I just know that, you know, it was a nice afternoon and she was doing some day drinking and I don't know. I mean, but Helena, I mean, you know, feel free to, free to mention what you want about me. It's okay. So. All right. Well, you, yes, I'm listening. You don't like margaritas, Scott? <laughs> All right. Fair point. Fair point. I do like yeah. margaritas. So I, uh, I have the, I've had the great opportunity to know Helena's uh, mother and uncle for probably. 40 years, maybe 45 years, a very, very long time. I grew up with both of them um, and have become very, very good friends and more recently started um, taking long walks with each of them and getting to learn about their lives and they're getting to learn about my lives. And over time had heard about Elena and Zoe and um, actually got the opportunity to meet Helena. And when we met, we got to talking about her her needs and her interest in life. And it was actually Andy, Andrea, that, um, that said, boy, maybe Acres of Diamonds would be something that you should talk to Helena about. And um, Helena, I, I did my best to explain it. I'm sorry, I didn't do a very good job. But um, what coaching would you have for me if, uh, if I could do it over again to introduce you to the program? No, I don't think you did terrible. I think it's kind of a hard thing to explain and go through because what I've noticed is after the fact, when I finish the program, it's probably very different for everyone who goes through it. But you definitely, I mean, we were talking about my future. I feel like that's what the conversation we had was based most around. So I think you can go into the program with like a couple different goals to achieve and I think one of mine was, um, I think it could have helped me with my future, which it did. And that's what you kind of brought it up as. And, but I was definitely confused at first. I was like, what is this? Is it therapy? Is it like a coaching, like a life coach or something? Is it just like a program where I complete things? But like, I didn't even know there were gonna be a certain number of sessions or what the sessions would revolve around. And of course there's different topics for all the sessions, but I feel like they can go a whole bunch of different ways. So really how the person who wants to complete the program looks at it and how they go about it, go into it. Mm -hmm. um, but 
You did, you did fine of explaining it. And then, of course, um, the group chat, me, you, and DJ clarified it a little bit more. So, but I was interested either way. So, I mean, I just went into it with an open mind, kind of like what's, what's going to happen, but whatever does happen, I think I'll probably like it. So. DJ, now she said something that I think was very insightful that I mean, one of the reasons it is hard to describe the program is, is because it is going to take on a different look or feel depending on who the student is, right? Yeah, a lot of the, lot of the things that we talk about is completely, it's all perception based, really. So you might ask somebody a, a question, uh, a previous uh, participant a question, and they take it one direction. And then you'll ask maybe Helena or somebody else a, another question, they take it a completely, uh, you know, other uh, direction. Um, so that's something that I think is important for everybody to realize is, you know, the Acres of Diamonds program or these mindsets and this curriculum, um, you ultimately make it your own. It's, it's really your program that we then, um, Scott and I then adjust to. That's kind of the way that, um, that I think is the, is the most, uh, you get the most out of it because, you know, people want to learn at their own pace. They want to say things that they're passionate about. Um, they don't want to necessarily be taught something. Um, may, may, maybe they will, but you have to kind of figure that out. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's really your own program that you kind of shift the way that you want to uh, to uh, complete it. I I like that. Now, the you just said something. They don't like to be taught something. But Helena, I mean, basically DJ just asks questions and then you answer questions. So he's not teaching, but are you learning? Yeah, I think it's a combination between me and him just talking. I think ultimately it's me teaching myself things, just maybe things that I've never had the chance to bring up, which obviously the program and DJ allowed me to bring up. So he taught me a bunch of things, but I think just talking about all of the different sessions and things, I was able to teach myself a lot of new things and old things that I may not have realized about myself. So a lot of that. You also said um, that you were wondering whether it was, uh, whether it was teach, like, was it going to be teaching or was it going to be coaching or was it going to be counseling? Where do, where do you think it ended up being? I would say, honestly, a combination of all of those because it was, there was like a sense of coaching, a sense, I took it as like a little bit of therapy because I was able to just express what maybe I had been holding in for a while or what I usually don't talk about. And then definitely like the coaching because we would bring up issues and DJ would like offer me some ways to get around those or to cope with them. So a lot of different things are brought up. I think it's a combination of all of those. That's great. So um, as far as going through the program, six different modules, right? And mm -hmm. I mean, what did you find interesting about one or more of them? Or what, uh, I mean, from both you guys, DJ, I'm sure DJ, you always have an observation of which was most powerful for you. But yeah. Elena, what are your insights relative to the modules? Well, I think the questions that were asked and the questions that I had to answer were definitely questions that made me way out of the box and I found myself 
like stumped at a, bun a bunch of the questions and I had to hop on my computer and go on Google and try to find some answers and twist them into my own ways. But um, I think it definitely opened me up to a different way of thinking ultimately because a lot of those things I just would never have talked about openly like for no reason without being asked to. And now I might, so a lot of them, they all had their like special traits. I loved all of them and like a lot of good things came out of all of them. So it was good. What did, what did DJ, what did you guys end up like DJ, you you have a culture, a personal culture that you, you refer to as libraries and weight rooms and it kind of, mm -hmm structures your daily decision making around making sure you're doing some learning for your mind but also making sure you're you're training your body mm -hmm. so your culture is very clear what did you and elena or what did helena helena come up with relative to her culture so we ended up coming up with a culture of it was kind of like the goal that we i i kind of uh categorize it as the golden rule 2.0 it was kind of a little, it was a, a mixture of self-care and treating others the way that you wanted to be treated, um, which I've, I've found is the more people I've talked to about that. Um, I think people are more in tune to their self-care than they might necessarily realize. Um, just from some of the, the conversations I've had with people and asking somebody, you know, do, is it more important uh, to show others love or to show yourself love? And it's not an immediate answer, but it's an answer that typically ends up being the self-love. Um, so we ended up kind of uh, settling on uh, the Golden Rule 2.0, and we our objective was we had to do something for ourselves that made ourselves feel good, but also showed others uh, how we wanted to be treated. Uh, so it, wow. yeah, so it was kind of. This one was was a was kind of difficult because it was you really had to think you had to think for two people essentially you had to think for yourself and then you had to think for someone else, um, but it you know that's the whole reason we do it we do it to to force ourselves to think all right you know some of the actions that I do um, every day I do them for myself now do other people see this as any benefit to them um, so that's kind of what what we try to do and and the objectives they weren't anything wild. But it was it was just little things that you know now we look at them a little bit different than uh, what we ended up completing. So that was what we kind of settled on for culture. Elena, what what was uh, what was the objective? What did you end up doing for culture? Where do you end up? So I'll make it kind of brief because I don't want to throw anybody any of my friends under the bus here. But um, I just I found myself in a situation where there was a group of people and some of the group ventured off. And the group that I stayed around started talking about the other group negatively. And I was just kind of standing there like, usually I would just like stand there and not do anything and just ignore it, whatever. It doesn't matter. But I was like, I have this opportunity. I had the objective in the back of my head and I was like, I should do something. So it wasn't necessarily me speaking up. I just kind of removed myself from the situation. I just walked away. I took one of my friends that was in the group and we were both kind of thinking the same thing, like what is going on here? So we just kind of stepped away and I did that because the objective was to do something for yourself that shows how you would want to be treated from others. So I did something for myself by removing myself from the situation so that other people could maybe pick up on 
oh, like, she doesn't like that. She's not like that. She's not going to talk about them with us. She's just going to, like, leave. So maybe that's what she would want us to do if I was put in their position. So it's kind of like a balance between doing something for myself, but showing other people what I would want to do or what, what I would want to have happen to me. That is fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That, uh, yeah, I thought, what a great example, actually. Thank you. What a great example. And that's how all the objectives were. They were really good. You know, we talked a little bit off camera about this, but, and I don't want to, you know, be mean to any of the old participants, but Helena's objectives were probably some of the, some of the better ones. Just, uh, you know, when we were done and we would sit there for five to 10 minutes being like, all right, what did we cover today? How can we practice this? Um, so we had some really cool ways to practice what we talked about. That's great. Mm -hmm. I, I love, I love the removing. Um, I find myself, Elena, I'm, I'm really proud of you, first of all, at 19 years old to kind of pick up and do that. Um, you know, I'm 53 and, you know, I want to do more of that, right? I want to uh, tactfully remove myself from conversations at a minimum, but at a maximum, I do want to say, hey, guys, that's not, you know, gossiping about our friends is not productive behavior. It doesn't make me feel good, right? And it's disingenuous. It's, it's not a great attribute to have as a, as a human being, right? So I'm, I'm very proud of you. That's awesome. Um, so what else? What else was interesting that you guys would like to, like to share and, and kind of comment on? I got something interesting that I think would be kind of cool is, uh, so we use a acronym. I'm not going to say the acronym just because I don't want to give it away for any possible future participants of the program. Um, but this acronym is something that I have personally used, and I've, and I've talked with Scott a little bit about it, of how to connect with other people. Um, maybe these are people who you have meaningful relationships with. Maybe these are people who you're just meeting. Um, and typically at the end of this uh, session is when I bring up uh, this acronym. So at the uh, end of this meeting, uh, one of the last questions was talking about how we could practice more of this topic. And Helena, actually, it was, I, I kid you not, described the acronym almost like, I think she had three of the four letters. And I'm sitting here like, all right, well, this is usually the home run at the end where we kind of, you know, hammer out some important pieces about it. And she completely nailed everything. And so I was sitting there kind of like, all right, Helena, I got to explain something to you. And so we explained it back and forth to each other. And she's like, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, well, I guess you're, you're much more connective than we, you might've necessarily thought because these are three or four areas that I think are super important to developing meaningful relationships and showing people you're interested in them and, and uh, a lot of other things around that topic. And Helena completely described it before I even, even explained it to her. Um, so we had a, we had a couple moments like that where it was just kind of, uh, where I, I knew she got it. I knew she understood what she was talking about and she was confident to, to say it in that setting. So I, I thought that was a couple of really cool moments like that. Helena, you're going to have to tell me, cause I'll tell you what DJ told me. He texted me right after that session. He said, you're not going to believe this. She just blew my mind. <laughs> and I said, what? And he said, 
he had he was all ready to talk about this subject that he mentioned and then you went you started and you started talking and you listed three of the four attributes that he he was about to talk to and he said helena take a look at this and you, you showed like you you told me dj you showed it to her right and she's like wow i got i got them all almost right yeah so what, that was, how'd that feel to you helena it was so weird because when I was listing the things off, I could just see his face and I was like, what's going on? Like, why are you making that face? He was like, right now. I was like, why? And then he showed me and I was like, no way. Because I don't know, I thought it was so weird because when you start talking about like a similar subject to somebody that you may not have brought up before, it just opens you up to be able to see that you can have a connection with people without even knowing it. And I don't know, it was just really creepy. It was cool, it was super cool. But I was like, wow, we are completely on the same page right now because we chose to talk about these things. Like we may not have ever known that if we never brought those things up. So it was really cool. That's awesome. Kind of like a God's consciousness moment before we- mm -hmm. We had a lot of those. Close too, yeah. So you, you learned about God's consciousness? So they I did. Confirm? Have you seen it, seen it and felt it happen at this point a number of times? Multiple times, yeah. Kind of weird, isn't it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's very weird. It's incredible. Absolutely. Um, so what was, uh, what was one of the other, we talked a little bit off camera about one of the kind of really, really cool challenges. Um, what, what was maybe the most impactful one? The, uh, I mean, Helena, I, I think we, I'll speak for both of us on this one. I think the, um, the, uh, we'll say, I won't say exactly the topic, but the, um, the sixth or the one, two, three, the fourth one, the fourth meeting, um, the objective was probably the best objective I've done yet. Um, through all the individuals who, who we've worked with, um, we basically were talking about, different um, personalities or characteristics that were important to us to master, to get better at. And Helena had, Helena had mentioned the motherly instinct role, kind of like the nurturing role. Um, and I thought that was such an, an honest answer. I, I thought it was so pure. It was, um, you know, she kind of just said, I want to have like the, these nurturing instincts. Um, and so we kind of got to talking about our relationships with our mothers and how important they were to us. And so at the end of the uh, session, we kind of both agreed that we were going to write our mother a letter and um, we we're going to say thank you to them for everything they had done for us and to say, you know, how much they meant to us and things along those lines. And um, I think Helene and I were, were both so excited to, to do that challenge that we actually put stamps on the on two envelopes to only realize we'd be seeing our moms in three to four days and so we wouldn't have to mail them. <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, the stamps are already on there. We're just going to keep the stamps on, I guess. <laughs> but, um, but no, it was, it was really important. And uh, I gave it to my mom and I said, listen, read this um, alone by yourself. It's kind of important. It's something that Helene and I had to do. Um, and so she read it and uh, didn't even realize what kind of the main point that I, had brought up to her how important it was to her, how important that was to me. She had no idea it was that important to me. Um, and now she tells me that that is her bookmark now for all of her books. So, wow. Yeah. So, so that was really cool. So I'm, I'm really glad Helena 
um, got me to do that. Because, you know, a big part of Acres Dimes is we do things that we never would have expected to ever do. Um, so I, you know, on the reflection that I wrote for Lena, I said, when's the last time you wrote your mother a letter? Think about that. Um, so Acres of Diamonds forced us to do that. That's great. Elena, how, how did uh, your mom respond? <clears throat> she loved it. I knew she was going to love it. Right when we started talking about it, I was like, I immediately know she's going to cry when she reads it. And it definitely, it definitely made her cry. She was so thankful for it. And I'm so glad I did it because the whole concept of it just made me realize that we need to start telling people that we love them more, the people that we do love, because we don't say it enough at all. And it makes both of the parties feel really good when you do it. So to write down something about how much you love them, how much they mean to you, probably made their whole week, probably made their whole month, probably made their whole year. So it's one little act of kindness or whatever you want to call it that a huge difference and it definitely did so I'm very happy we did it I'm very happy DJ did it as well that's good well I'll have to ask your mom I've known DJ's mom maybe 30 years so not quite as long as your mom but um, <clears throat> that's fantastic yeah so that was and, and that's a great example too because it kind of plays into Helena's culture a little bit you know we did something for ourselves technically um that made us both feel uh like like we were doing something good and then it made somebody else feel really good so you know it shows you know i've never gotten a love letter or i've never gotten yeah. a, a letter saying thank you for for doing it. well i actually i take that back i actually have i've had a, a close friend of mine recently just send me a, a thank you letter for some some things we've been working on and, and i actually i hung it up so it's um you know the, the power of saying thank you to someone for the simplest of things can go a really long way. And I think this was a great example of it. You know, you two, you two are 100% right. And I, I'm glad we're talking about this. There, these days, the written thank you note is really something that doesn't get done that often. And Helena, you said, you, you said quite a bit in a very short time there. Um, we don't tell each other often enough that we appreciate each other. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, we have, unfortunately, we have political leaders right now that do the opposite. Right. If, if, if people are supposed to lead by example, they're not giving any, each other any credit. Right. They're constantly fighting and, and talking about how bad the other one is to, to them and how I mean, it's just awful. So I, I hope people listen and, and take your advice and your what you two have learned through this process to heart, because I can tell you that the thank you notes you mentioned, you know, makes their day, makes their weekend, makes their week, makes their month, their year. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. The thank you letters that I get are very moving and impactful for, to me for more than for a very long time. I, I mean, I won't forget it, you know. Well, good for you guys. I think, uh, and to that point, uh, I think a lot of the times, like the little simple things of life we take for granted. Um, there was this picture and I, and Helena mentioned it in her uh, reflection. Helena, tell, tell them what the picture was. So um, I forget how it even got brought up. We were probably talking about something along those lines, but yeah. 
DJ pulled up this picture of two little boys on like a sandy or like pebble road, gravel road, something like that. Little boys, like probably under the age of 10, and they had this little leaf above their head and it was pouring rain. They had no shoes on and they had the biggest smiles on their face and it was the cutest picture ever. And I was like, oh my God, like that's a cute picture. Like those little boys are so cute. And then I was like, whoa, like they don't have shoes on. They're holding a leaf as an umbrella. And I was like, they're still smiling. And it just showed that we are so like selfish and ignorant to other parts of the world and other people's lives that we take a lot of things for granted. So it all like looped back to that. Because these little boys were like so happy and looked like they were in bad circumstances but they still had these cute little smiles on their face and it just makes you think like I am so like ignorant to it when you when you start getting mad at things or like you complain about things now when I do that I've been noticing that I'm like oh my god like think of that picture like I should not be getting mad at this there's people that are way worse it just kind of makes you feel like empathy for them so I love that picture. Well, I, yeah, I can picture it right now. I love the fact that it's changed. It's changed you. We talk about this all the time that Acres of Diamonds, um, if you get right down to it, is, isn't a program that necessarily makes you smarter, but it does make you more aware, mm -hmm. right? It does make you much more aware of, like you said earlier, Helena, of different ways to perceive things, right? Um, I'll never forget when one of my sons went to Nicaragua for a week or two um, to help people build houses. You know, um, he came back angry. Mm -hmm. He came back angry because he realized that how entitled he'd been and how um, ungrateful he'd been until he got to see those two little boys walking in the rain with a leaf above their head and no shoes on, right? And it put it all, just like you, it put it in perspective for him and it's changed, you know, it's changed him from a, a gratitude standpoint and a gratefulness standpoint. So that's awesome. Thank you for that. So what else, Deej? What else, Elena? What else? So I think uh, there was another thing that I think uh, Helena, she did it. It was a really good objective. And I was so happy that she decided to write this down because at the end she goes, I didn't even want to write this down because I knew this is what we were going to have to do. <laughs> and I was like, but you wrote it down. Right. And she goes, yes, I wrote it down. I went, yes. All right, good. I go, whatever it is, we're going to, we're going to do this. Um, and so basically we had to do something that scared us and we like purposefully scared us. Um, which I thought was awesome because I, I started thinking of things that, um, you know, scared me. And, and I, and we've talked about this before, you know, fear and how we try to limit what really does make us uh, afraid because fear is, you know, a state of mind and we can shift our ideas around it. So this just forced me to dig deep into uncomfortable things that could really make me scared, really make me fearful. Um, and I ended up, basically kind of publicly asking a girl out to dinner. <laughs> uh, and so long story short, I, uh, I was planning on, on taking this, this girl to dinner and, uh, 
the date that I had planned, she had, she had planned. So I said, you know what, let's take this a step even farther. You can come to my house and I will make you a full blown dinner, um, with red wine and steak and veggies and we'll eat out on the front porch and, you know, with the lights and everything. And, and I, it was awesome. Like one of the best memories I've, um, ever had. And it like rained the whole time. It was something out of like the notebook. It was just, it was just <laughs> magical. And I mean, so, I mean, what's the notebook? I, yeah, yes. yeah, I don't know. Never, Never. <laughs> only heard stories of it. Yes, I have no idea. No idea, but uh, but no, it was just it was just something. I was very honest with the girl. I said, "Listen, this is something that Helena challenged me to do." Um, no, I so I, we had to do something that was you know scary and fearful. And she's like, "This is awesome." She's like, "I love this," and I was like, "So you know, this is the uh, I people have called have actually come up to me and asked me about it." Um, which I think is so cool. It's like, you know, hey, did you ever end up going on, on a date with somebody? I was like, yeah, I actually did. Um, and I explained it to them. And I'm like, you know, I, I made a really cool memory um, that I never would have ever done if it wasn't for Helena and Acres Diamond. So you know, it was really, really cool. Awesome. Helena, what did what did you do that scared you? Well, it doesn't live up to DJ's. It's <laughs> as exciting as that. DJ was no matchmaker for me. I was a matchmaker for him only. But... <laughs> Um, I just did something that people would probably think is pretty small, but I was in the moment and I was thinking I could definitely use this because what I was about to do definitely scares me and like puts me out of my comfort zone because it's something that I just try to avoid. But what it was is that I was in the Starbucks drive through line. I ordered my coffee just like normal, just like every day. I get to the window and the girl handed out a hot coffee and I was like oh my gosh like I need to say something because I ordered an iced coffee <laughs> this actually happens more than you would think and I'm always just I like my coffee either way so I just bite my tongue like there's a huge line of cars behind me I don't want to hold anybody up I don't want to make the worker mad because I worked in customer service and it's not fun when people complain but I just told so I cried and I was nervous, but I told the barista, I was like, I actually ordered an iced coffee. I handed my coffee back and they didn't have a problem with it. So after I did it, I was like, I should not have been that nervous about it because they didn't even mind. They were super nice about it. But it just made me realize like, do more things that scare you because it's not that bad, basically. But that was just like a little thing but it was kind of a bigger deal for me because I just tend to like avoid it. It puts me on edge. So that was so mine. If, you, if you don't mind, I'd like to make an observation. I, I think that is, is really, really brave. Um, and you, you have no idea how many people would struggle to do what you did. Mm -hmm. No, I, I mean, it's, it's hard, right? Because what, what it gets down to is a lot of us have, what I call approval addiction, right? We don't want confrontation. We don't want to let somebody know that they didn't do something right. It's uncomfortable. So it's, you may think that's a small thing, but that's the start of being able to just have transparent, authentic communications and give proper feedback, which we have to do when we're leading families, when we're leading businesses, when we're in relationships, right? And if you do it in a heartfelt way, and, uh, which I'm sure you did, excuse me, I, I think I ordered a, a nice coffee and not a hot coffee. 
and you're not a jerk about it, right? I mean, Starbucks has a culture. They want to get things right. Yeah, definitely. So congratulations. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> and by the way, let's not, let's not kid ourselves. I'm sure, I'm sure DJ picked a good girl to invite to dinner. So, you know, I'm sure, you know. I mean, why not at that point? I was, I was having way too much fun with, with the, with, you know, the thought of what I had to do at that point. But, um, but no, it was when Helena explained to me what she did for her objective. Um, it made me kind of think about, you know, how challenges are completely relative to the people who face them. And it, it made me think about, you know, if you ask a, a baby to climb up a stairs, that might be a challenge of 10 for them or, or, or eight or nine. You ask a Navy SEAL to go into, you know, enemy lines, that might be a, a challenge of eight or nine to them. So we all have our own um, areas of toughness, our own areas of challenge. So I, I think, you know, one thing that we can all draw from this is to never judge anybody based upon what they might think is hard or what they might think is difficult. You know, right. We all are, are fighting our own internal battles. We all have had our own past, whether good or bad, that has shaped us to who we are. So we think different things are challenging. Um, you know, every single one of us has our own lives and, and you don't have the right to tell me what happiness is and you don't have the right to tell me what's something that's difficult is. Um, you know, we kind of create our own ideas around that. So when Helena said that, I said, listen, you know, I took a random girl out on a date to my house. That was an eight, nine for me. All right, you sent a coffee back at Starbucks. That was an eight, nine for you. We did the right. same, the same difficulty of challenge. It's the complete same thing. So I, I don't want anybody to ever think that, you know, what they might think is hard, um, they think is difficult. You know, th think what you want to think is difficult and then go achieve it. So that's, that's a fantastic summary of that situation. I, I love it. And Helena, I'm, I'm really proud of you. That's a, you know, all, all change starts with steps like that. Mm -hmm. So let's wrap it up here. We're getting into the 35 minute mark. Um, Helena, anything, uh, any parting thoughts, parting comments that you'd like to share? I mean, yeah, I would just like to end it off by saying that I think it was 100% worth it going through the whole program. Definitely glad I did it. I already, just a week after completing the program, I'm noticing myself making changes. And like you said earlier, I'm way more aware of the things I do. And I'm putting it, I'm putting things that I learned into play in my real life. So I'm really glad that I gained a lot of knowledge and different ways to go about situations, different ways to handle situations and all for the better. I think um, I would have described myself as definitely a little bit more of a negative person when I came into this. So now I'm kind of trying to look at things on the more positive side that I would have previously thought were negative. So I'm conscious, consciously making the effort, the change, using all the things that I learned, applying them to everyday life. And I'm super glad I did it because it's made me a better person already. And it's only been a week since I completed it. So that's awesome. <laughs> what, what, what an exit there. Jeez. I know. <laughs> I need to say a damn thing right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not following that one up. Oh, geez. Oh, goodness. Well, I want to say thank you to Helena for, for trusting 
you know, Scott and I with something that we thought could be beneficial. And Scott, this is something I don't know if I ever told you the first time I ever met Helena. She walked right up the stairs on, on my porch, didn't text me saying I'm here. She walked right up and said, hi, I'm Helena. And I went, damn right you are. I'm deep. <laughs> Nice to meet you. So, and that was, so that was like the first introduction I'd had. And, and I knew right then I was like, you know, this, this, this young woman knows what she wants. She's honest. She's, she's here and she's present. I think this is going to be really cool. So I'm glad, I'm glad you walked up those steps. Elena. And DJ, DJ is she, she's just getting started. Just getting started. Just mm -hmm. on the surface. All right, that's Acres of Diamonds podcast number 19. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Helena. Thank you, DJ. It was a real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.